Robert with uh, Robert Nixon Real Estate and Aaron Welsh from uh, Pacific Nations, sorry, Auto Finance and Sales. Pacific Nations Auto Sales and Finance. Oh, backwards. <laughs> auto Sales hey guys. and Finance. Um, yeah, so if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Aaron Welsh. Um, I'm the general manager partner here at Pacific Nations Auto Sales and Finance. Uh, we're a used car dealership in Canberra River. We just opened up about two years ago and uh, really excited to sit with Robert today and uh, get the word out that we're downtown, ready to give you guys uh, some good quality used vehicles. Right next to CNL. Right next to CNL, yeah. And uh, am I allowed to say anything about the competition? Island Owl? He's, yeah. a, he's a good guy. <laughs> right beside Island Owl. Well, Island Owl, so when I interviewed him, he was suggested that I interview Aaron. And I said, well, he's your competition. You don't want me to interview him. And I had no clue who you were, right? Yeah. So he helped you get your name out there. But then someone else told me that you guys had a little competition going on. Oh, yeah. It's a friendly who can, competition. Who can sell more? But you guys are friends, obviously. And ben pops over once a day and checks how we're doing. And Does he? I pop over there and see how he's doing. And it's a good motivation for us yeah. to just kind of keep us both working hard and trying to beat the other guys. And then you guys have some partners that are sort of mutual as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Carl and Steve, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, One big happy family. Yeah. So a couple questions, and uh, you can just tell us a little about your business and what you do, but uh, first one is you're a general manager and business partner of Pacific Nations. Um, How long have you been with them? Did you start this company? I did, yeah. We started this company, actually this month is our two-year anniversary. So we started uh, June of 2017. Nicole and I, uh, this building used to be like kind of the storage room for Ford uh, in between being a dealership. So when we kind of moved in here, it was just full of a bunch of old antique furniture from the 70s. Nice. <laughs> a bunch of old paperwork. A little and, more uh, modern now. Yeah, I mean, we got her painted, we got her cleaned up, did a bunch of yard work out there and filled the lot up with cars and good staff and stuff. So it's a lot more hospitable now. Yeah, but, cool. Uh, yeah, it's and the body shop years. was right next door, right? Before? Yeah, it used to be right there. There was a big building kind of blocking our view, but now we can see Starbucks. Oh, the building's actually gone? Starbucks can see us. Yeah, they oh. flattened it right out. So now we've got more lot over there and, and more visibility. Cool. Awesome. Um, so what did, you, well, what did you do before becoming an owner of Pacific Nations? Um, so I've been in the car business since 2006. Um, started actually in this exact building. It used to be called Automax Superstore back then. Um, my mom's boyfriend at the time, Jens Nielsen, kind of opened the door for me to get into car sales. Um, I was in college at the time, taking a Bachelor of Science, and was back home for the summer. And typically when I came home, I would go over to Cape Mudge and be a lifeguard for the summer. Um, But this year, I was just kind of waiting for that. That started in July, and I was kind of working at a gas station out in Campbellton there. And my mom said, uh, Jens is looking for a salesman, you should go talk to him. And I'd never really considered being a car salesman. It was just something that never even crossed my mind. It was just yeah. a job that wasn't on my radar at all. And I was like, car salesman? Okay, I'll try it. Because like, in college, I was working nights uh, selling shoes uh, at a store called Transit, which was mostly just a retail job, but they gave you a little bit of commission, yeah. which I found really exciting. Just the fact that you could work as hard as you want and make a little more money. So yeah, I was like, well, sure. I like sales, so I'll go down there and talk to him. That'll be cool. And I got down here, and he had another guy working for him, and he was kind of saying, yeah, I've been here for a few months. I've been doing really good, and I'm making a pretty stable income. And the numbers they were telling me, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, Yeah, I don't know younger out of college. Well, exactly. Sure, right? And, uh, you know, in my second year of college, I'd done some investigating into kind of what kind of job would come from that degree. And uh, the money these guys were making selling cars seemed to be comparable. What was the degree, sorry, again? Uh, Bachelor of Science. Oh, yeah. So I went to go see a career advisor, and... Uh, 
it kind of turned me off. He was like, here's a list of jobs that you could get afterwards. You know, you could be a lab assistant, this, this, and this. And then he says, security guard. I said, security guard? <laughs> really? I could go do that right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be here for four years to do that, do I? So it's just one of those things that was kind of an eye-opener for me. And it just, yeah, school wasn't really my thing. And when I found a job that kind of matched my personality, I've always been a kind of guy that likes to sell things and had an interest in business. Yeah. And then when I got here, Jen's kind of opened that door for me. And um, I just loved it. As soon as I started, it was just an awesome career and got right into it. So. Cool. Yeah, it's funny how things how things work. Eh? Yeah, for sure. And you have to really love something, I think, to go to school for four years and make. Yeah, I loved biology in, go to school. in high school. I loved it, but uh, I don't know. College was a little bit different. Just yeah, eventually sure. at that age, I was just tired of going to school every day. So. I well, I've yeah, I just I bought my first house and I liked real estate. Thought it was cool. It's definitely not what I thought it was, but yeah. it's still neat. And I was a heavy duty mechanic before that, so big change. Yeah, how old were you when <laughs> you bought sure. it? Uh, first house. Yeah. Uh, 23, I think. Oh, yeah. So pretty young. You so got it too. Really? I still got it. It's in Fort St. John. I laid off six months later, but nice. that's another, <laughs> that's a long story too. Awesome. Um, have you ever owned any other businesses or do you currently own any other businesses? No, no other businesses. So basically when I started here, I've been with Ford or Steve Marshall Ford ever since 2006. Yeah. Um, had a brief kind of hiatus. I went to uh, Canberra for Hyundai for about a year, um, but returned to Ford right after that and was with those guys until... Uh, I started this and yeah. went into partnership with Carl and Steve in this business. So it's been uh, they've been my 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 team this whole time. So and nice to be able to go to them for questions and stuff like oh, that. Man. Right? Carl's probably a work in progress. Yeah, I mean Carl knows so much. Steve's been doing it forever. He's an excellent role model. So yeah, good partners to have. For cool. Sure. Is there anything that you had known when you were first starting out? So that was a long time ago, but yeah, like in car sales. Um, we're first running out in this business. In know? this business, yeah. I mean, this business, we were pretty fortunate that um, before we really opened the doors here, um, I got to kind of test it out under Steve Marshall's umbrella. So I was basically running oh, okay. this business model under that dealership. Um, so kind of just running my own department at Steve Marshall Ford for about a year and a half and just kind of cool. testing the waters. So by the time we opened Pacific Nations, we already had a huge client following kind of had everything ironed out so yeah it was nice that you know we got to work out all those kinks before we actually opened our own business so it was kind of yeah, nice for that sure way. that's really nice yeah not trial and error um yeah. what makes you passionate about what you do i've always been passionate about uh just like i say selling things and and financing yeah. um like even do you, when sorry, I was do you do kid. the finance? Are you like finance? Yeah, finance I arrange the financing here. Yeah. Uh, so get people loans with the banks and stuff like that. But I mean, just the finance end of things, like money has always excited me. Yeah. So me like, too. Uh, <laughs> when oh, I was yeah, a kid, sure. like grade three, the summer of grade three, I remember I would go to the Save On parking lot in Nanaimo every day and search for shopping carts to return them for the quarters. Really? And I'd go oh, up nice. to people and be like, hey, can I take your shopping cart back and, you know, maybe get two or three dollars a day. But that was awesome. And it was yeah. just something that I liked working and getting paid for it right away. And, uh, Car sales is similar. It's all commission-based, so the harder you work, the better you do, right? That's what I like about sales, is it's not, whether you're doing a good job or a bad job, you're always treated the same. It's if you do a good job, you can yeah, exactly. work your way somewhere, right? Whether busier or more money or... Yeah, and that's kind of why busy I, if you I, don't want to be. I left college because that was the thing I felt. I felt, you know, I don't want to get a job where I'm just capped at what yeah. I'm doing. And that's what I'm passionate about, is just trying to have personal growth and do my best. Yeah, and sure. car sales is one of those industries where... 
you know, if you want to put a lot of time into personal growth and training and just, you know, being the best person you can be and being the best businessman you can be, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid more money for it. Whereas a lot of other industries, you can do all the training you want, but your salary is going to be your salary. Yeah. And that totally. never excited me. Um, what about the financing part of it? Because you guys deal with more, what do you call it? What kind of financing deal with? Like uh, harder to finance or? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing financing for probably 13 years. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I used to be the finance manager at C. Marshall Ford. Oh, okay. Um, did that role for about five or six years um, and dealt with all sorts of financing, good credit, bad credit, leasing, financing, commercial, um, fleet, everything. So I'm very versed in all types of financing. Um, but you guys spe- so, yeah, specialize in? I think it seems that way that, because I know how to well, do I it. Thought you, yeah, because I thought you guys <laughs> advertised that or something. Why do I oh, we do, ad? we do, we do for sure. But, right, I okay. mean, we but that's do not all you do and you don't want exactly. to know that. Um, but I just think there's a lot of dealerships out there that don't do subprime financing at all. Oh, So okay. you go in there and if you don't have a good credit score, they basically just kick you out. And they say, yeah, right. you don't it's your Facebook ad. Really. Facebook ads where I've seen it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, we want the word to be out there that, that if you, you need a reliable it. vehicle, we're the ones to get it for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter about your credit score. We're going to help you out. Um, whereas a lot of other dealerships, you'll come in and it's kind of, you're on the edge of your seat wondering, are they going to approve me for a car loan? And yeah. when they don't approve you, it never feels that good, right? It's you funny because I always thought car loans were the things anyone can get. Yeah. Here no, you go. I mean, there's a pretty, here. pretty big process to it. But, yeah. I mean, you have to have fucking credit and stuff. But I guess what I was getting at there, though, is it must be a little bit rewarding to be able to help people that maybe can't quite get it done or don't think they can. And that's really rewarding. Seeing yeah. them be able to get a vehicle that they That's nice. It's one can. of the big things that we pride ourselves on is helping people rebuild their credit. Where they can't oh, okay. get a loan somewhere else, we help them get into one, get them that second So you chance. help them get to that point if they're not there and tell them what to do. Oh, to for sure, yeah. Like a, bro- a mortgage broker would do that, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Broker. I actually had a broker that did that for me when I was young. I went through some financial difficulties. Yeah. Just being a young guy, getting in way over my head. So I've actually been through bad credit myself when I was young. So, yeah. you know, not only has it been my career for 13 years, I've actually experienced myself. Which is so, important for sure. Yeah, I can relate to people. And um, I remember the guy that gave me that advice was super helpful and helped me get in my way. So we always try to do that as well. And just, yeah. You know, if we can't sell them today, we want to set them up so we can at least sell them a car at some point. Yeah, and they'll come back to you because you're providing value, yeah. right? Which is what we try and do as well, provide value. Yeah. That's what this is all about, provide value yeah. and obviously promote other businesses and stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that you failed at during your career um, and how would you do it differently now or if you knew what you know now? I don't think so. I mean... Uh, no failures? Failing is a pretty big word. I've made mistakes for sure. Yeah. Um, an all-out failure, I don't think so. I think uh, I've made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. Yeah, which that's a failure, a small failure, right? Yeah, I mean... But, you, but yeah, you know, big failures. When I try to keep a pretty positive mind state, so to say I failed, I would never say that. Right, um, I've, I've learned a lot of things, but failing... A lot of lessons. No, I, I haven't failed. I hope I don't fail. <laughs> I want to keep learning, but hopefully not the hard way. Learning and growing. Yeah. They say you have to fail to learn, but I get what you're saying. You don't want to fail. Yeah, for sure. Uh, little little lessons along the along the road. Yeah, exactly. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment in your career, or have you reached your biggest accomplishment yet? Do you have somewhere? Well, my biggest be? accomplishment would have been opening Pacific Nations. Um, yeah, that's pretty big for sure. That was something that I wanted to do from the very first month that I started selling cars. Um, was mm-hmm. open my own dealership. Um, Steve Marshall is a really big role model. Um, he was the youngest Ford dealer ever in Canada. Oh, really? Um, I think he was like 22 or something. Crazy. So when I started selling cars, I was 20. 
And I was like, oh, I want to have a Ford dealership by the time I'm 22. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's right. a pretty big, uh, pretty big shoes to follow in. And obviously that didn't happen. But, um, you know, by my, my early 30s, I was able to open a dealership. I think that's kind of uh, a big achievement in this stage. Yeah, too, totally. So. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Favorite memory of your career? Um, I mean, our team at Ford... Uh, was awesome. We had about yeah. six or seven guys there that were all really good friends. So it's kind of that whole few years working at Ford is always going to be a really good memory for me. Yeah. It's kind of like the golden years. Like we would go to work and all your best friends are there with you. You go to work, do your sure. job, you all your buddies are there, go out after work, have a couple beers, go play poker or something with the exact same guys. So yeah. Shane was trying to sell me a truck in this morning. Was he just nice? Just buy a new one, just buy a new one. I'm like, no. <laughs> Ben and Carl and Scott all these guys that were really good friends I mean to me that was a pretty special time that uh, will always be a good memory for me yeah cool is there any other profession besides the one that you're currently in that you would like to attempt um I don't think so I mean I think we're still growing in this industry so you know opening a used dealership is nice um, one day I'd like to get a franchise dealership and kind of just keep expanding that way. So there's a lot of things that we can still do. So maybe in a this different industry. role within. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this has always been my life. I've always been really passionate about the car business. So it's yeah. what I'd want to do. If I was to do something else, it would probably be like a dog walker. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I love dogs. Right, because uh, you get dogs and they're hard to travel right. with. Totally, man. And I see these people that are dog walkers and I'm jealous. I'm like, that looks so awesome. Just go take these dogs out to the bush every day. I could do that. So yeah. that's probably what I would do. That's like retirement gigs. Yeah, exactly. You don't need money anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it could be good money. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. It's fun. It's relaxing. That's do nice. it for the rich people. <laughs> um, what's the next one here? How, how do you feel? So this was an interesting one when Carl sort of answered it. But how do you feel the business has changed in the last 10 years? Uh, a big one for you and Ben and stuff and for probably um, marketing, social media, and what do you do to stay ahead of all? So changes in the industry and what sort of marketing changes? And yeah, for sure. Social media was a big one for sure. Um, about four years ago, maybe three years ago, is when I started kind of uh, building the idea of Pacific Nations and doing it yeah. under the C. Marshall Ford umbrella. And that was all on Facebook. That was just all Facebook marketing. Um, huh. And it was a real niche back then like there wasn't a whole lot of guys doing it sorry how many years ago was this that was probably three or four years ago so it was before now where it's about when i started doing it you go on facebook and there's a hundred car salesmen sending you friend requests sending you messages Mm -hmm. there's a hundred dealership facebook pages a thousand ads it's all over social media now whereas back then it wasn't so prevalent so you could kind of stand out just by being on social media and it's kind of what got us into this position was taking advantage of that niche Uh, But now with everybody on there, I'm really, my belief is that the next big change is just going to come from elevating the level of service. So giving way, way better customer service and really just going back to the sales basics of building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because now with how easy it is to reach everyone, like we do business all over the province, so you can reach millions thousands of people on the internet right so yeah that's crazy what happens is that there's a lot of dealers out there that are just they're in for the one sale and that's it and they don't have any after sale service and that's going to be i think what defines the successful dealerships from the unsuccessful dealerships moving forward social media has been great to get in front of customers but it's really empowering customers too that if they deal with somebody that they're not happy with 
it's pretty easy for them to get that word out. And we're yeah. traveling very fast nowadays. So I just think that uh, being really customer centric, um, you know, standing behind what you sell, supporting your customers, being there for them, that seems like a traditional thing, but I think that's coming around to be the wave of the future again as well. And trying to deal with issues like Ben's whole, you know, trying, like he's got how many, re- sorry, bring Ben out, buddy. You probably got lots yeah. of reviews too. Yeah. I mean, he's like the review king. I don't have very many, so I'm <laughs> sort of looking at how he, he doesn't know if there's something we could change. I think we've actually got more than Ben. Do you got more than Ben? I'm going to have to look now. We had a competition last year and we smoked. Oh, how, how many do you have? So what do you do to get yours? I think like like same three or four hundred five-star Google reviews. Like we're five-star right. on Google, so five-star on Facebook. Just that, we give excellent customer service. But do you ask people to do them? Yeah, after every sale. Yeah. Um, we, we That's just what say, I started hey, doing. Do you guys mind uh, rating us on Google? And uh, most yeah. people are happy to do it if you've given them good service. Yeah, of course. If you've given them bad service, they're even happier to do it. So that's yeah. how you get those one stars. So make sure you're given good service and you'll be a five-star dealer. What can I do to make this a five-star service? Um, yeah, exactly. What was I going to say there? Yeah, interesting. Social media. Oh, what about changes in the industry besides marketing? So sorry, going back to the marketing though. I, yeah. uh, I like my highest source of income, direct is directly comes directly from Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook advertisements. So yeah. I hear you there. And I, but I think being starting like back when you did, or I might have started then too. You might have been a little bit before me. When I first, I've been in real estate three and a half years, so I started Facebook marketing right away, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But being there and sort of being branding yourself on Facebook that long probably helps compared to the people that are new to it. Oh, right? it does for sure. Yeah, I mean, right now, like our Facebook profile is like personal profiles, not our page. Uh, we've got over twenty thousand people uh, yeah, from all across Vancouver Island and going deeper into the interior of BC. So. <laughs> Um, when we first started Vancouver Island, kind of Cam River, up to Port Hardy, Tofino, yeah. and kind of Nanaimo was kind of our main area. That's cool with car dealerships, you can do that. With say, real estate sales, it's a lot You can't, harder. you're kind of trapped. No, but it's again. neat though. I just noticed that, that we, it's easier to expand, right? Yeah. Well, last year was our first year doing this, and we opened that up, so we were down in Duncan a lot more, uh, Victoria. This year, it seems we're up in Bella Bella, Bella Coola, Prince Rupert, Terrace. Yeah. Um, we had a guy from Bernie which is on the Alberta border, he said Pacific Nations is the most popular dealership in Bernie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's funny, though, that, like, even just sitting here talking, I think I remember seeing your ads on Facebook in Fort Mac when I used to be there. Could be, but I lived yeah. in Campbell River, right? Okay, yeah. So I would it would have been connected because you're this area or whatever, maybe. Yeah, and I was from sure. here. I doubt you'd target ads in Fort Mac, but maybe. I would be a bad I idea. Would, but I mean, that's the beauty of social media. It goes where you don't even know it's going, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't advertise in Bernie either, but... We're out there, and people have a good reputation and a good image of us, so we just got to keep that up. And keep yeah, well, if you know you're getting a good image, then keep doing it. For yeah, sure. exactly. I'm working on other ways besides social media. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Besides all the old school stuff, like, what do yeah. I do to get? Well, I've always seen your bus benches. Like, I've seen those for years. So I used to do those, dude. Yeah, they're we're talking of, about keeping them or not. You know, they're good, man. I think uh, for the good. cost of those, that's how I originally knew your name. Yeah, well, there you go, exactly. But you had everyone in town, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so it does help. Where were we here? How much does it change? Uh, what are your long-term goals? You sort of touched on that briefly, but... Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, uh, having a used dealership is, is awesome, uh, but I think it's kind of my first step in becoming what I would consider an actual car dealer, which would be to have a franchised uh, dealership, like a So are all the GMC big dealerships, like, franchised... Like you can't own, like you, you have to own the fran by the franchise. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So basically, a franchise yeah, just means that there's a brand behind it. So whether it's right. Ford or Maz or Nissan or whatever it is, you're selling for that brand, um, which is nice because you always get a supply of new vehicles. Whereas at yeah. a used dealership, we're constantly searching. 
uh, for good used vehicles. So, you know, having a manufacturer behind you that just says, well, here's as many vehicles as you need. That solves right. a big as your inventory completes down, you stock up the shelves yeah, instead exactly. of searching for the, yeah, exactly. the product, right? Um, and just all sorts of different support that manufacturers will give to a dealership. So yeah. that's kind of the next plateau that I see myself going to. Is there a certain brand that you like? Um, I think that there's a big opportunity for a brand like Kia. Uh, it's a pretty oh, kind of yeah. cutting edge brand. Something good on fuel probably. Something the... good on fuel, you know, something that's affordable. Um, you know, Kia kind of markets to our generation, kind of the younger generations. So that's yeah. something that I could get behind. But I mean, I'm not picky. As yeah. long as it's a brand that's got a good quality. And they I'm probably happy. only allow a certain amount of certain brands in certain towns too. So you have yeah. to be careful how many. The nice thing about brands Another Ford dealership that, might not work, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it wouldn't. But um, the nice thing about brands is that everybody likes certain brands. So you can basically pick anything and you're going to have a pretty big audience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's true. Everyone's biased or they had a bad experience with one and they like the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Do you have any advice for someone who might be interested? Um, I'd say either starting a business with a partner or on their own. Yeah, yeah. I was going to change that question, but do you have any advice for anyone that wants to start a business with a partner or on their own? Yeah, I mean, kind of what I touched on there, um, just kind of testing it under somebody else's umbrella yeah. is usually a good idea. I wish I'd done that. I think. I mean, before you go and put all your money into it, um, have you ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule? You're not I a master so. in your profession until you put in 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. So I just think it's probably best to have somebody paying you for those 10,000 hours while you're learning and for making sure. mistakes rather yeah. than hopping into it with your own money, making mistakes, losing money. Well, at least I've been in the industry for sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if tomorrow I decided I want to become a baker and I have zero hours experience. <laughs> Pacific Nations Bakery is probably not going to do that. Flatbread. <laughs> yeah. We made flatbread. Yeah, hey, I made you a grilled cheese. You want it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, a lot of work. So what about someone getting into car sales? Are you guys always hiring? Do you have enough sales? We're hiring. We need uh, more sales guys right now. So if you're looking for a good career, come on down to Pacific Nations. If you've got uh, a good personality, you're outgoing, you're not afraid to get on the camera, uh, and you're familiar with social media, then come on down here. And uh, I started when I was 20. You know, I think young guys have a really good opportunity to build a solid career in Campbell River um, and something that they can make good money at and uh, be really happy with. Like my young cousin Quinn, um, this is his second summer with us. I think he's like 20 or 21. He loves it. He says it's just an awesome career. He just loves coming to work. Yeah. Um, you know, he's finishing his business degree right now but he says this is an industry that he would really like to get into so it's not probably on the top of everyone's mind to become a used car salesman <laughs> but when you get here it's actually a pretty enjoyable it career. might be so, better than you think yeah yeah I mean, exactly the whole there's a lot of freedom with it and uh <laughs> whatever's out there people enjoy it so cool i never would have thought i never would have thought of getting into sales at all myself yeah. It just happened. What were you doing before you were on Heavy duty mechanic. Heavy oh, duty yeah. mechanic, yeah. Nice. And I used to fish and stuff when I was younger, like commercial fishing and stuff. I grew up on Hornby, right? So, yeah, I got sick of the oil sands. I was checking out your Facebook profile. I thought you were like a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. Arnold Probably Schwarzenegger I'm, double. That's why, I'm sell, that's why I'm selling real estate. Yeah, there you go. No, but I like to bodybuild. I've done a couple shows and stuff. And maybe, yeah. Maybe do another one one day. We'll yeah, see. that's awesome. It's a lot of work for sure, but it's fun. I like it. I had a bet with Ben one time uh, to do with lifting weights. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> we were out in Tofino, a whole guy, group of guys from work, and uh, had a couple drinks. And Ben was pretty big at bench pressing at that time. He had bench pressed 365 pounds. 
and I could bench press about 145. Like, oh, yeah, plate, really? plate aside was, like, pretty good for me. Do you work out now? No, I never you're... really worked out so very small, often. But... No. <laughs> um, but Ben was like, dude, I'm way stronger than you. And I was like, no, you're not, Ben. You're just more trained. I could easily lift that if I just put some time into it. Right. And he didn't agree. So we bet two grand that in two years, I couldn't bench press 365 pounds. Which, as you probably know, is a pretty big gap from 145. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good um, goal, though, to set. It was a good goal. And uh, I spent a year and a half not working out at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How many years? Sorry, three years? Two, two, two years. years. Yeah. So I had six months left. And uh, my friend Scott was like, how are you doing with your bench pressing? Have you even been to the gym? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he said, you've given up, haven't you? And I said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about just telling Benny wins. And he said, don't do that. Ben will never let you live it down. I was like, you know what? You're right. So I called Jeff Messenger and uh, put a solid six months in with him and won the bet. And you did it. I did it. How many, what defined being able to, just once? Just once, yeah. It was actually at a year and a half, I negotiated Ben down because that's what I do. I'm a negotiator. (laughs) Down to 315, so I had to bench press 315, but that was a personal best one rep had to touch the <laughs> chest and come all the way back up yeah and if you ask ben um he says my form was way off because i lifted my my butt off the bench but right. he never put that in the rules so at that point who cared well you see the power lifters with the arch backs oh These mine 12 was year old girls that are like they're they're, they're <laughs> like hip bones are up there almost level above their head it's crazy and they're benching 300 that's, pounds that's what i look like for sure i don't know crazy so off topic a bit there but uh so yeah if you want to get your you get into car sales come see him Right next to CNL. Anything I should have asked you but didn't, or anything you want to say about? Uh, yeah, I mean, anything? I just wanted to um, mention all the guys that have been my mentors. I think that's a big thing in business is, sure. you know, having good mentors and you know appreciating that. And um, mm-hmm. you've interviewed a couple of them. Carl Evdrup has always been a big motivation for me. He's yeah. my partner now, but he's always been a guy that really inspires me. A guy with a lot of knowledge. Um, Shane Lackanuck was another one. He was my boss at Ford for a few years and um, really solid guy, really good businessman. He was mm-hmm. another guy that's kind of helped guide me and form me. And another guy, Al Duns. I don't know if you know Al Duns, but um, so. he's a partner at Mazda there. Really knowledgeable guy. When I first started, he took me under his wing and kind of taught me everything about financing and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, I think those three guys were like my main mentors and my main motivation still to this day to yeah you know cool. make them happy and impress so them shout out to so them shane ball or shane luckenock carl updrop and al Duns. and i think awesome. you should interview al next al? he's a very interesting yeah that was my next question who should i interview next oh al, al. Duns. there you go al Duns. yeah he's mazda mazda yeah or my mom my mom works there too stephanie and uh she's a wonderful woman okay a lot like ben um, she's out there on social media doing <laughs> videos all the time. So, oh really? She'd be very interesting as well. Oh, interesting. And it, I think that comes back to sort of any mentality of coaching and stuff is if you surround yourself with people who you want to be like or are better than you, then you can pick up those things from them, right? Yeah. If they're willing to help, but usually exactly. you do it naturally, anyways. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to work on that one. It's harder in a small town, I think, to find people. Yeah. To mentor you. Well, not well. I have a co- I have a coach, right? I've always had a coach, but yeah. Just the right group of people to surround yourself with, I guess, right? Yeah. Like business-minded people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean those guys. Nothing's but impossible. But. It's good to have some competition, like on our, your same generation, like me and Ben. Yeah. And it's nice to have younger guys like my cousin that you know you're kind of training as well. So it's just kind of a cycle where there's lots of different levels, but you know. Yeah, for sure. Real estate's competitive too. Is that? It's good and bad. I don't know. 
All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, Aaron with Pacific Nations. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching, if anyone's watching. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.